Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Spins away from Adekumbo. Over to green left side. Three, no good. And the rebound, Middleton, baseball outlet to Giannis only. He could raise up high enough to grab it. He does and then lays it up and in. Donovan Mitchell, mid-range jumper on the left right wing is good. Off a nice pin down. Donovan's hit back-to-back shots. It's 22-14. to 14. Hesitates, crosses over, falls to the ground, lost the ball. Out of the Kubo, diving over two guys in a preseason game for the basketball. Now going one-on-one on Davis. To the window, jams it in a foul. If you need a capsule of why he is the MVP and leads this team the way he does, the hardest playing player in the Eastern Conference. All right, Gordon, the, the Jazz lost to the Bucks last night, 133-99. to You know, Jake, I think that Jazz fans should be very, very optimistic about, uh, and, and I'll call it an addition to the team, even though technically it's not, it, 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 how great and how, how, how much enthusiasm it should bring Tony Bradley. Second good game in a row. <laughs> I mean, what is going on with Bogdanovich and Mike Conley? Uh, the, the basket's out there somewhere. They just haven't been able to find it yet. There is nothing. I know. Uh, I know. Jazz Twitter got a little cranky uh, last night. I know <laughs> it's a there preseason people, game. Come it, on. It, it does not matter. In fact, the only thing of substance I learned last night was that Mike Conley can't guard Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> As they got, well, he got switched on to him at least uh, once, and uh, I don't and think there did, are very many who can. It did not, you know, go particularly well. No, I, I'm. I'm not going to come on the air and say the Jazz played particularly well, but. I they mean, sucked, th- man. Let's nothing, say it the way it is. But there's nothing that you can read into it. No. I, I don't think it is. You know, Mike Conley didn't play particularly well. Bojan didn't play particularly well. But Milwaukee, strangely, was giving it everything they got in yeah. that first half. When We just heard that call from Locke. When, when uh, the MVP is diving for a loose ball in a preseason game, what does that tell you? I don't know that he, that it because it's not the smartest. Mike thing in Conley the world. dove for it too, uh, but uh, uh, I mean Giannis going for that windmill dunk in the uh, in the third quarter. I mean he came down awkwardly. I yes. mean he he. Yeah. I don't want to say hurt himself, but I've, I mean what's he even doing in the game at well, that point? So you know, Milwaukee had an interesting an interesting. Look for the game. I, mean, I, I get it. I get it. Now, there were Jazz fans. Were you getting a uh, response on Twitter that was essentially saying, oh, man, Rudy Gobert should be playing. Joe Ingles should be playing yeah. so that they can put up what, what exactly what they're trying to be once the regular season starts. And then you see a play like that from Antetokounmpo, and you go, that's why dude's not playing. That's why right there. Right. So – if, if if he were if Giannis had gotten hurt on that play, man, I mean serious, I mean yeah. something like uh, out two months. Can you imagine what the what the response to that would have the been? The blowback would be ridiculous. Yeah, and so it was frustrating watching that game because the Jazz aren't the Jazz without Rudy Gobert, and he there were so many shots from uh, the Bucks at the rim 
that uh, Rudy may have affected, and I'm fairly confident that he would have negatively impacted those shots as far as the Bucks are concerned. But he didn't play, and it was our first chance to see Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley together. And, uh, and Donovan played pretty well, but Mike Conley just was uh, 0 for 6. I mean, couldn't score a basket, and neither could Bogdanovich. And those are the two guys that brought the most optimism for the improvement for the Jazz this season. Now, there are others as well, but those are the two main cogs. And neither one of them could score from the field. I mean, what are you going to do with that? What you're going to do is you're going to ignore it and move on to the next game. They're also the the two with the steepest learning curve. You know, keep that in mind. One thing about Rudy not playing last night is he played a lot over the summer. I mean, Rudy logged a lot of minutes. And so so did Joe Ingles. I mean, that's why I wouldn't play him. You would guess to to whip him into shape, they probably don't need a couple of preseason preseason games by any means. And plus, Rudy, his role on the team, Rudy doesn't have any adjusting to do. You know, Rudy's going to be there setting great screens, and Rudy's going to be rolling to the basket, and Rudy knows his fit. It's not any different, really, from last year. If anything, he just adds a tweak or two and is working on that in practice anyway. Mike Conley is going to play a totally different role than he's ever played while uh, during his career in the NBA. Bojan is maybe it's not as different as Mike, but it's still playing with different guys, relying on different guys, knowing your spots, and if they have an off night shooting probably has something to do with they got a lot on their mind well yeah i mean it doesn't mean anything last night's game doesn't mean anything other than this it means that there is adjusting that's going on and, and even which that, we knew anyway yes doesn't mean anything so did the jazz suck last night yes they sucked let's say it the way it was they played horrible they couldn't shoot the ball it looked like their worst outings last season well, 37.2% from the field is right. not terrific. And so the guys who were brought in to help lift those percentages couldn't really do so last night. Preseason game doesn't count. Who cares? Watch these guys as they go forward. One thing I've noticed with Bogdanovich is he's being very aggressive when he gets He's seeking the ball, and he's being aggressive with it. And he's kind of forcing it a little bit. Probably. Uh, but, who, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Nope. He wants to be involved. He wants to get a feel. He wants to be active uh, within the Jazz framework. And and uh, he's just, he doesn't have his shot right now. I remember watching Jeff Hornacek go through periods where he was slumping from, from the floor. Could he shoot? Yes. So. Did he miss a bunch of shots in a row on occasion? Yes, he did. It happens to these guys. These, both Mike Conley and Bogdanovich, both those guys are going to have a huge impact on the Jazz this season. Don't worry about it, folks. It'll be all right. So not not too much to take from that game. But Milwaukee's going to be good again. Yeah. Uh, Scotty and I had this discussion on, on the pregame show. Is Milwaukee pretty much the no-brainer pick out of the East this year? As we talked about it, I guess it depends on how much you, you're thinking Philly and yeah. liking what they did in the offseason. Those, are, those got, are the two teams. I've got the Bucks as kind of – I think they're another notch above everybody else, including Philadelphia. Well, they were awfully good last year, like you said. And there are a few slight changes, but on the whole, that team is is together. And and Giannis is something special. Well, they've got the best defense in the league. Last year, they had the best defense in the league. And you've got a dynamic offensive 
superstar who, if he ever learns to really serviceably shoot the three-pointer, mm-hmm. will be the best player on the planet, Well, hands down. He can play every position on the floor, uh, even if it is positionless basketball nowadays. He can cover anyone. Wouldn't you like his chances about just about any player in a league? Absolutely. Scotty, Scotty and I were talking about, can you imagine if he got his three-point percentage to just we I think we said the number at thirty three percent. Just serviceable. He'd be unguardable. He'd be unguardable. If he could if he could get that number to the point where you can't just leave him wide open at three, uh, you would you would never stop him. Unless and, you guarded him with the whole team. And you have to you have to appreciate his attitude too. This guy is an enthusiastic player who wants to play. He wants to play. He's got that mindset. You can tell. Oh yeah. He was flexing after his first play. <laughs> well, the Jazz had no really. I think if Rudy Gobert had been in the game, it would have made a difference. <laughs> oh, certainly. But it was interesting to watch the other guys try to replicate some of the things Rudy does. Uh, they just aren't as good at it. Right. But they were trying to do those things because that's what Quinn is doing right now. He's constructing this team, trying to get guys to figure out how they can contribute and what the best things to do and how the Jazz prefer to go about their 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 attack. And and the guys are are, are trying to get up to speed. Uh, I, again, I say it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you saw last night. I, I think that they will get it together. And it's being put together piecemeal. Uh, guys are being held out on purpose, not because they're actually hurt, uh, for rest purposes and things like that. It's well, like, it's Dante, okay. Dante's still. Well, yeah, Dante. But, you know, I'm talking about Rudy and Joe. Right. And so, I don't know. Uh, it, it was ugly. It wasn't fun to watch. Come well, on. Jake, as you were watching that game, you were probably, other than appreciating what Giannis can do on the court, and, and and Donovan had a few nice moments, too. But on the whole, I mean, if you hadn't been paid to, to watch that game, you probably might have headed out to the refrigerator for a while, right? Might have, but I, I, I do have to admit I enjoy watching Giannis dunk the basketball. Yeah. And just the physical dominance of that guy is... It's is scary. It's pretty crazy. You see that one play where he turned and absolutely put it down, and it's just like, okay, if I'm playing defense on that, that would work. I'd be, I'd be a little timid. What am I good? What, what am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> that right there. You were supposed to pivot on the floor and run down on offense. Yeah, there were there were a couple of plays where some guys like like Bojan on one particular play in the first half. He just he, the way Scotty put it yesterday was pretty funny. He made he made a business decision. Bojan did. He thought, you know what, you got that one. You're gonna cut bait there That's, and move it's, on. It's game two of the preseason, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and let you have that one. Have you ever cut bait? Uh, I have cut bait before. I'm not even sure what that means. Well, I'm slicing like squid or something like oh, man, squid is such good bait did you love fishing with squid uh it, it felt like fishing with whatever well it's just it, it, you just cut it out into squares and just put it on the hook like that and it's neat clean and the fish love it all right we'll have more coming up straight ahead stay tuned live from marley's gourmet sliders 97.5 and 1280 the zone Three, tenth inning. Kelly set. Kelly's one strike pitch. 
Kendrick swinging a fly ball, center field deep. Swinging a fly ball to center field. Bellinger going back. Swinging a fly ball, center field deep. Way back at the wall, and it's gone. Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals dugout. A grand slam home run for Howie Kendrick. Seven to three Nationals. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Oh, that was awesome. Way to go, Austin. That was great. Uh, band of the day today is Marley, uh, Bob Marley, in honor of Marley's, which is where we are, Marley's Gourmet Sliders, coming out and see us uh, out here at the district. Uh, band of the day brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Is that uh, the picture you were talking about, Jake? Yes, yeah. that's the picture I was talking about. I mean, doesn't that, that picture is. tell the whole Kershaw it, it, story? It, it sure does. It's a... It's amazing how pictures can do that. Yeah. Yep. All you got to do is take one look and you go, I understand everything that just happened. <laughs> and in the case of somebody who's that great, that's that's his legacy. You know, that's that's he could be considered one of the greatest ever if he had postseason, you know, success like others. And he hasn't been able to do it. So I'm trying to explain it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, I understand that I've always had great respect for great athletes who perform great in pressure situations because i do understand i've talked to enough doctors who say that your body actually does change under pressure the the movements the uh endorphins whatever the stuff that cascades from your brain through your body that makes it work uh so some guys just seem to be able to control that better than others but this guy's too good this guy's too good to perform like that yep Crazy. It, absolutely crazy. But the, the announcers. <laughs> Juxtaposed like that, that was brilliant. Did you, you hear know, how the disgust in the in the voice of the Dodgers uh, making that call? I hate to do this, but can we hear that one more time? I mean, that. Uh, okay, it's, uh, that's just too, that's too beautiful. I mean, not that I'm rooting one way or the other, but I just. It's, oh, I certainly was. <laughs> I don't even how do you do under pressure, Gordon? Um do all right usually you got a let's just say six foot putt for birdie oh well that might be a different story but uh, and you've got you know your normal thousand dollars around on with pk anybody who uh does what what we do for a living have done with pk in pk's case uh writing on deadline is uh is something you got to get used to because the it's 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 not throwing a pitch, it's not hitting a ball, it's not hitting a putt, but but you can have a breakdown between the years when the pressure is really really on. Let's give this a listen. It's too sweet. Tied at three, tenth inning. Kelly set. Kelly's one strike pitch. Swinging a fly ball, center field deep. Swinging a fly ball to center field. Bellinger going back. Bellinger going back. To the warning track. Way back. To the wall. At the wall. And it's gone. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals dugout. A grand slam home run for Howie Kendrick. Wow. Oh, the way the, the Dodgers guy says, Howie Kendrick. Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a just grand classic. slam home run for Howie Kendrick. <laughs> Nap bum. 
Kendrick. <laughs> of all people. Oh, man, that is uh, that is hilarious. Is that Joe Davis? Howie that Kendrick. Howie no, that's, Kendrick. Uh, that's Charlie Steiner on the radio. Oh, that's Charlie Joe's Steiner. on the TV, yeah. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Steiner, he's funny. Howie, For Howie Kendrick. Kendrick. <laughs> you know, the guy that couldn't hit when he was in the Dodgers uniform. <laughs> oh, man, that is that is so funny. And, and just like that, the Nationals are moving on without Bryce Harper. Yep. Who? Meanwhile, he goes to the Phillies, and where is he right now? He's, uh, He's cashing checks is where he is. He's at home. He's cashing big checks. Clipping his toenails. Come on, you're not going to. And his old team gonna, moves on. You're not going to bag on the guy for making f- nearly $400 million, are you? It's just like when the Jazz were moving on in the playoffs, beating Oklahoma City after, or, uh, <laughs> after losing Gordon Hayward. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. I'm not sure that he did them dirty. The way Gordon Hayward did. No, I don't think so. Different, uh, different things, I suppose. Yes. So, what happens now if the Astros get eliminated? Then we skip the World Series and give the title <laughs> to the Yankees. Unfortunately, is that what's going to go on here? Oh, I don't want to see the Yankees win it either. I mean, how many regular season games did the Astros win? Like 107, 109, or something like that? Uh, I believe so, because they. Well, we'd have to go back. And yeah. Look, but yeah, uh, I mean, just an incredible season. Oh, wow. These game fives. And uh, to kind of go a different direction on it, it's why I, I honestly miss the, the first round of the NBA being five games. You like the shorter series. It huh? does give you more randomness. Because in a seven-game series, more often than not, the best team is going to win, which is usually what I'm looking for. I realize this. but Do you remember when they had best of three series? Well, how long Did ago was that? that? I don't think so. Oh. I don't remember that yeah, anyway. anyway. I always remember the best of five. I do kind of like the randomness. It does. Although, to, to put in a season's worth of work and then not have a best of seven to rearrange things or to catch up if things start out wrong or something weird's going on, I don't even know where the seven games came from. You know? I mean, you would think it would be from baseball – uh, allowing all your starters to rotate through. But I think initially baseball was best of nine games. Let's go back to that. <laughs> Make uh, the NBA playoffs even longer. And playoff baseball is terrific. It's, uh, you know, when you're watching regular season games, you're just at the ballpark and you're talking to your friends or your family members and you're, you're scarfing a few dogs and you're just relaxing. You know, it's a great social atmosphere. But playoff baseball, it just ratchets every at-bat up, makes it uh, tense and exciting. But I do believe even Mr. Baseball prefers hockey playoffs to any other. No, right no, no, no. Baseball. Baseball's one. As far oh. as series postseason, a series postseason, baseball's king for me. Hockey is second. And then it goes NBA and then on and on. So you don't like the single game playoff situation no, in no, the I, NFL? I do like it, but I'm talking series. I'm comparing series-based postseasons here. So okay, baseball, like, hockey, fo- uh, do, uh, basketball. Do you like the series better than the single game elimination? I think we get the better team winning a series more often than not. Uh, I think in a single game elimination, you don't always get the best team. Jake, do you like the uh, do you like the intrigue of a series, or do you like the immediacy of uh, one and done? Um, that's an interesting question because I think the the formats fit the sports that 
that they have, right? I mean, I think college basketball, the the randomness of the NCAA tournament really suits college basketball, right? How severely do you think things would have been altered with even a best of three series in college basketball? Oh, I think the, it would have it would have rearranged a lot of situations. Absolutely, the blue bloods would win way more than they do even now. Good point. Yep. Yeah, I mean, is who did Valparaiso famously beat with uh, Bryce Drew? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, Georgetown that. was it? I can't remember. But are they beating that team two out of three times? No. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it would take some of the... So, so again, the question becomes, do you like randomness or do you like the best team winning? Again, it depends on the sport. But with baseball, see, this is why I don't like the one-game wild card. Is baseball is a game all about series. Even in the regular season, you're playing you know four-game series with these teams because it is about the rotation and who pitches when on how much rest. And you can't just do a one-off in baseball because the, the, the sport isn't built that way. I know I hate that one-game wild card. It's too it. random. It's way too random for a sport that is not built for randomness. But you like the randomness of a best of five. But that has a little bit of randomness that, that I think intrigues it, right? A one game, that's, that's just too much. Whereas college basketball, you need the randomness because there's so many teams. Right. And so many teams that have an opportunity. And the Cinderella story is such a big deal. And everybody picking up sets and brackets is such a big deal. The randomness is what makes it popular. I, I but how, now think about this. How interesting would the NFL be if it were series? Oh, it would be impossible. It would but. be, but wouldn't it kind of be cool, actually? Uh, Where you get the game plan for the same team again? Uh, that think, never I, happens. I, but I think it would be redundant. How so? How, why isn't basketball redundant then, or the NBA? Just because. I don't have a good answer for that. That's definitely becoming a drop, Austin. <laughs> Just uh-huh. because I don't really have a good answer for that. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> okay. I remember one time there was a young fellow who was starting out in the radio business, and I did a show with him. And I asked, he, he came across with this strong opinion. Very strong, Jake. And I said, yeah, but why do you feel that way? And he goes, I don't know, just cause. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's not a good enough reason. Just like mine right now. Just how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> good point, Gordon. Dynamite point. Maybe it's just because I love the NFL playoffs the way they are. Okay. And so I don't want to see that messed with. You're, okay, fine. Well, the whole system is not changing tomorrow because Jake Scott said something on no, the big show in no, Salt Lake but, City. But you know what I'm saying. But I, I think it would be cool to see NFL teams prepare for the same team again. I mean, yeah, imagine the adjustments you can make. Then what are you going to do? Go with the, the, the point total? You're going to do what soccer does? No, just do best. Do, go, go with the, what do they call that? The cumulative or the uh, whatever? Aggregate. Aggregate. Aggregate yeah. No, I'm saying best two out of three. That might be, we'd be playing year-round. Oh, I didn't say it was going to happen. <laughs> Just said, think, that'd be kind of cool, actually. I, I, uh, I like it the way it is. 
Want to remind you to join us coming up tomorrow from the warehouse. We'll be at their brand new location out there in Orem on University Parkway. So come on out and see us. It's their grand opening. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. Last we time have- we were there, they brought in those good cookies, man. Those were good. Those, those were really good. Those were a meal in and of themselves. Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.